Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin, but they still reveal things to us as they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table. The story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. I'm Stephanie, and I am playing a, uh, I guess, concussed Trixie Canton. I'm Johnny. I'm playing uh, Frankette. <laughs> and I'm Mike. I'm it's playing Frankenphil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jerry, playing Nathan out of body. Woodson. And I'm Carlin. I'm playing Ari Glaston, a.k.a. Mr. Glass. The only one in the group who knows which way is up. <laughs> and I'm playing... My name is Jordan. I'm playing Demon Boy, Demon Voice, <laughs> Mr. Troy. And, uh, you know what? Never mind. Well, no, I should say that. I didn't even think about this, but it seems that Mr. Troy has been this Trojan horse, and I hadn't even thought of that when I gave him that name. I just named him. <laughs> I had just named him. Oh, there you go. And it just works out. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and start off now with Trixie. Uh, previously, last episode that we saw her, uh, she was just escaping being tied up to a chair in the... Dank, damp, dark, smelly uh, sub-basement of the Canterbury. Which she didn't know. Which she did not know. But she could, uh, she felt a draft and heard chains and metal clinking and smelled something irony or coppery. Coppery. So. And so at the moment she's stuck between terror and curiosity. She wants to hear what this conversation is going on. Do you think the boy will bring us one? He should bring us one, maybe two. That's after all what we intended them for, isn't it? Sacrifice? That is true. He has been reliable in the past. He has. And hopefully, we can continue on. Is the cauldron ready? Yep. Okay, so when she hears the word, <laughs> when she hears the word sacrifice, um, that's when she's going to try and stealthily stand up, grab the chair, and walk toward the voice of Troy. The Betazoid? <laughs> Go ahead and roll athletics. Okay. Uh, we're taking one from the bank. Yeah. Do you want to use one from the gym instead of one from the bank? Yeah, let's do that. Actually, can I use two from the gym? If that Does doesn't bother you. else have a problem with that? Go for it. I, I want to knock this like guy's butt out. Okay. Four. Mm. So, four, uh, if I remember correctly, fair. Yeah, so... Um, you're able to describe a mostly positive result, but you also need to include a negative or humorous effect. Okay. So the mostly positive result is I manage to bring the chair down so hard on Troy that his voice cuts off in mid-sentence talking about cauldron. The negative effect is that the deep voice doesn't stop. No. In fact, the deep voice causes Troy to stand up. What you see behind him, or in front, like, in front of him... Can I see anything, though? Yes, now you can. Okay. Now you see this elemental spirit that is this dark, roiling, purple cloud with fiery blue eyes 
just roils out of Troy's body. It towers over you, and Troy falls to the ground senseless, but the elemental spirit reaches out its hands, and you see these lines just lash themselves to Troy's head, his hands, his arm, his oh, he's arms. Oh, like a puppet marionette. <gasps> oh. Oh my and, gosh. And you hear the voice going, You should have left him as he was. He was so much easier for you to face. And then it actually takes a swing at you using Troy's hands. Well... Okay. So when... By the way, these um, dice that you rolled go away. So, so when we were hearing this in the, I guess, the stairwell, yeah. um, we wanted to take action. And so I wanted to pop out with my gun and take a shot at Troy. Okay. So athletics? Is that what that is? Or is that technology? Or... Go ahead and roll technology to use a gun. Okay. Should be okay. Six. Headshot. Okay. Well, describe what Does happens. It have a hit? So I pop around the corner, and as if I've trained very hard, I just squeeze off a shot that goes right into the forehead of Jason Troy. Okay. Because that's what I was aiming for. Okay. And that severs the um, contact with this spirit, demon, whatever, and Troy's body falls to the ground. So she would no longer be in any. Real physical danger, I wouldn't think. At least not from Jason Troy, because... Go ahead and roll to stress. Ruh, ruh. <laughs> uh, I get to ignore the one, though, because I have yeah. one cool. So, four. So that's uh, annoyed, so I suffer one die penalty. He's a werewolf and he's that okay. ruh, ruh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. so, as after you shoot him and the body of Troy collapses to the floor dead. The spirit just flies up into the air and all of a sudden you see this cauldron about five feet in diameter in the, in this like far back center of the room. And it just rushes into the cauldron. And it just goes into it. And all of a sudden, is this cauldron gonna be black? Maybe. You hear the child laughing, going, <laughs> Well, it looks like he got a spare. And all of a sudden, you start feeling these cold sensations as your body upstairs starts running as fast as it can down the stairs to the sub basement. Pulling out its gun? Yes. So I'm going to yell to. Frank and Phil's body, but just thinking it's Phil. Throw the trap! Throw the trap! I grab the trap. I'm gonna From. see you going for it. I'm just gonna kind of hand it off. <laughs> and I toss it into the cauldron, pop it open. Well, technology, right? Go ahead and roll technology. Um, five. Alright. Alright. Describe what happens. So, I lob it into the cauldron, pop it open, you see this bright light emit from the cauldron, the cauldron immediately, and the dark cloud starts going out all around everything and gets sucked right back into it, into the light, and it goes dark. We are now in pitch black, completely pitch black, but the thing is trapped in that cage, theoretically. Cauldron's still there, but well, the black what? cloud is inside. The thing is that the black cloud, the, the elemental... It's not black, you said it was royal well, purple. purple. Oh, yeah. The the elemental. Gotta be the elemental. What had actually 
traveled through the cauldron up to his body. Okay, well, what so his was... body, it, it's then I guess his spirit's the inside there too. <laughs> yeah. Oops. I'm... No, no, his spirit is still in the hallway. Oh, okay. With the uh, with the ghost. So whatever whatever is inside the cauldron is now trapped though. Okay. So what what you see is like the cauldron actually starts to invert in on itself and starts going in towards the the actual um the the trap as like a, a black hole effect. It's just starting to like the metal is starting to boil and it's just starting to stream like and you can see it unraveling as it's just like <laughs> being sucked into the actual. Uh, I feel like the imagery on this is a little bit like the last Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Coraline. So, how close is Trixie to this black hole? She was about 15 feet away. No. No? Because I just broke the chair over the guy. So, she's probably closer. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like five right up there. Okay, so see, seeing this black hole ordeal. I was imagining the room larger. Okay, so it could be 15 feet away. But Since the black hole ordeal is going over. down, I would hmm? assume that my character would run the the okay. and try and grab her to make sure she's not going to fall into it. Roll athletics. You think this is going to get you forgiven? Five. So I grab her and I'm able to pull her to the ground so that there's no chance of like gravitational pull from the black hole of sucking her in. Oh man, here I was trying to have a heteronormative relationship. What I, it's funny, if I would have botched that, I was going to say that I bumped her into it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oops. <laughs> no, but that worked. So, so the cauldron is now stuck inside the trap. What did I ever do to you, Carlin? Nothing, I saved you. <laughs> so, be thankful. So, as that's happening, you're starting to feel this like magnetic pull down through the floor into the sub basement where this cauldron is, is being sucked into the trap. And you start hearing the voice of, of the small child No! No, you can't have us! No! And it's like. It's like trying to claw its way up your body, trying to push your spirit down into the actual cauldron. Wait, what? The cauldron's black hole effect is sucking you down with it. It's a spiritual black hole. Yeah, because okay. the thing is holding on to you, your spirit. As this is happening, <coughs> your body comes rushing down, and I will allow you to roll athletics to try and take over your body again. Yes, that's what I was going to do. I was like, I'm going to wait for my body to run by. Don't roll poorly. Dive! Dive! Oh, yeah. Jefferson Kentucky. Jefferson Kentucky. Jefferson Kentucky. Five. Woo! Jefferson Kentucky. <laughs> 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 oh. So you jump into your body and you just feel this roiling thundercloud of energy in there with you. And it's going, don't force me out. It's going to kill me. Don't force me out. You force it out? All right, so <laughs> where am I exactly? You're in your in, body. You're in your body. <laughs> In the basement, That's next beautiful. to the pentagram. And you hear this dark voice in your head. <laughs> As you're watching, like, 
The child, since you jumped into your own body, the child is now just sucked through the floor. And you start seeing Novara, the woman with the hair, everybody just streaming through the hotel's floor into this basement. Okay. And then, I don't know where they're going, so what do I have on me? What did your body have on you? My sidearm. And your cell phone. Yeah. So, but he's safe now, right? Well, no, the spear, the... He's fighting hit. The puppet master is in, is in his body. Wait, what? What? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Remember the, the, the cloud thing? The, yeah, the purple cloud went and got your body, which is why it was running down there. You jumped in your body, so they're both there. And oh, you're so you guys are inhabiting the same body. Okay. Yeah. Cohabitation. Something I can no longer do. <laughs> Might want to get that out of there. Uh, do we have any soul plungers? <laughs> All out. Right. It wasn't on the technology Here's list. Fresh out. Let's run into each other really fast. <laughs> Visually, what do we see being in the room with the trap and the cauldron? Do we see the spirits? So what you're seeing is like lines of metal spiraling off of the cauldron into the trap. Into the trap, and it's it's like spooling off, going in the air, and going into the trap, just sucking down. And there's this like white hot heat as it's as, like atomically being destroyed. And all of a sudden you start hearing these shrieks and these voices and everything just rushing past you. And you can see the actual people that have been trapped in the mirrors rushing into the into the trap. Are there any mirrors nearby? Go ahead and roll for a, um, a check for that. Go ahead and roll academics. Do you want to use one from the library? Um, no. Six. There, uh, what, what are you seeing nearby? Um, there is a old makeup table very nearby within almost arm's reach and the the mirror on the top of it where you would normally sit and see yourself as you put on makeup is shattered but on the top of the makeup table is a hand mirror uh, maybe about the size eight and a half by eleven you know but circular kind of big oval old antique looking mm -hmm. um, wrought iron or whatever have you you know is a hand mirror and uh, I'm going to grab that and at any point if I see a spirit of a teammate or somebody like that I'm gonna to try to set this mirror up in between the portal <laughs> and their spirit to kind of see if it'll trap it inside. Of okay. It. It's just a defensive finish. The child, his little friend, rushes past you. But he wouldn't recognize the child. Yeah. He's never seen it. We had a deal! Oh, <gasps> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh. We had a deal! If you don't want to die, you will save me. I guess Satan knows your spirit, not your body. <laughs> yeah. He's legit. <laughs> I don't need to see his ID. Um, but you know what? Jeremy. I'm gonna look at him. Confession. This is sort of a flash forward confession. I'm now rethinking my thought on the supernatural. Because even though I woke up in the bed where I thought I was sleeping, I had vivid memories of placing the mirror there and then everything was fine. Who'd have thought placing a mirror on top of that would have solved everything? On top of the bed? No. Oh. Every book. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> so what are you doing? I'm going to, as he goes by, I'm going to hold the mirror out in front of him like this so I kind of catch him and say, everybody's got an expiration date. And I'm going <laughs> to let go of it right into the trap. Oh! You have one last thing to exercise because you have a roommate in your body. Mm -hmm. Here, Here's a question. Could he... If he has it on him, could he use one of those paralysis grenades? Would that paralyze the soul? 
and detach them. It would Ooh. physically paralyze the body. But so would the souls would the soul not be able to hold on at that point because of the right, black hole? Because because what when happened you killed to Troy. Yeah, when you killed Troy, you can paralyze yourself and <laughs> see what happens. The roll roll technology. Roll technology to see if you have it. Yeah. Five. You have. You have it. See, you paralyze yourself. All right. So I'm going to combine that with the thought that I was going to. I'm going to. Oh, crap. Uh, Don't crap. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I am in the the base. I'm not in the sub basement, right? I'm just in the. You're basement. in the basement. You're. I'm. Yeah. Sort of was right next to the pentagram. I'm going to find a mirror and place it face down over top of the pentagram. And paralyze myself at the same time. Okay, so what happens? Oh, this, that was the role right there to do that. Um, that, I guess, as I get closer to the pentagram with the mirror, um, as I'm placing it down, that sort of hot, cold feeling that I'm having gets as intense as ever before. And I sort of let go and set off the grenade sort of simultaneously and... I black out. The metal of the cauldron finishes spinning down its whirlpool into the trap. Everybody in the sub-basement hears a horrific shrieking and they see this purple line of cloud pierce the floor uh, right where the pentagram is and spiral down into the trap. And then as that is the last thing that enters the trap, it clangs shut and everybody blacks out. Half an hour later, the police officers are... Boy, that's a slow reaction time. <laughs> so what time is body. it at this point? Pre-Lone Star. It's about <laughs> 10 o'clock. 10 yeah, you're what still you Pre-Lone Star. <laughs> Fade up from black. You see a pen light hit fla flashing in your eyes. Sir, can you follow my fingers? Where, where am I? You're, you're in the, the Canterbury Hotel, sir. There seems to have been some kind of accident. Oh. We have some identification paperwork here uh, saying that you're with inspectors. Is that correct, sir? Um, e, I, I guess. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just really disoriented. Can you I, tell me your name? Uh, my name is Nathan. Okay. You look like you're good. Frank, how does it feel to be a big, tall dude again? <laughs> Fantastic. As he grabs his crotch. <laughs> Fantastic. Your, your arthritis hurts quite a bit. I actually... I'm relishing in every little ache in my body because I feel I have defeated the holder of my contract. And I, I can go buy that boat <laughs> and I am walking out of here. And I hope I don't ever have to see this team again. Bill, how do you yeah. feel? Well, I guess the cat's out of the bag now, so... <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can call me Phyllis. I'm just going to walk over to you and give you a hug. Oh, and just... this is why I was dressed as a man. Oh. Ari, how, how are you doing? <clears throat> um, I'm doing all right, but I need to leave. <laughs> so, because I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, I gotta be going. So I'm gonna try and slip out as best I can. Go ahead and roll athletics. Hopefully not be detected. Sixes, both sixes. Aces. Congratulations, you get away fine. Thank goodness. So, and, just just to add a little extra flavor to it, um, basically what happens is um, Mr. Glass gets home. He actually still lives with his mother. He lives with his mother, but part of the reason for that is that she knows about his lycanthropy. 
she's the one person who does, and they built a safe room in the basement that she locks him in when right before it's going to be a full moon, and then she comes and lets him out in the morning. So he makes it in time for her to lock him in for the night. Trixie, how are you doing? I have a whopping huge headache. Does any everybody want to go around to take one last confessional to wrap up the evening? Sure, let's do it. Sure. Go ahead and start. Who wants to go first? Well, now that everybody knows I'm a woman, I guess I'm not going to get any more respect around here. It's a shame the world has to be this way. Once again, I used all my skills, my technology, and all that good stuff to make sure everything got done. I was the only one who knew, like I said, which way was up. And wouldn't you know it, but Nathan, Captain Useless, shows up at the end and does absolutely nothing. Another day at the office. Also my last. <sighs> well, Gramps is gone. I got the big chair. <laughs> Man, and here I thought she was a guy. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. The cast is Carlin, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, Jordan, and Stephanie. This podcast is released under our Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, no derivatives 3.0 unboarded license please feel free to share the podcast but please do not modify it or attempt to gain financially from it to find this show online visit our site bonethrowerstheater.com our twitter feed is at bonethrowerstheater and our email address is bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com join our social networks on facebook and google plus podcast art was designed by laura tress and is used with her permission. Until next time, may the bones fall in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.